Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Happy Friday everyone. Normally it's Happy Wednesday, today it's Happy Friday and Happy Valentine's Day. Today's a special edition. I put a questionnaire out the other night and got so many questions back that you guys really wanted to hear um, some feedback today or so to get your answers, quest- uh, your questions answered, I should say, all around dating and marriage. So I've brought along a really special guest today, and that is my husband, Cameron. Hi, babe. Hello, baby. Welcome to The Girl Next Door, but I have a feeling quite a few guys will be listening today. Well, hello, everybody. It's an honor to be here, and it's great to see the podcast is is really helping a lot of people and giving a lot of great insight um, in developing champions. Thank you. That's lovely. <laughs> it is actually getting great feedback. I've Happy Valentine's amazed. Day, Happy everybody. Happy Valentine's. And so, thank you. So, first up, someone wanted to know our love story. How did we meet? Okay. Um, you start, then I'll correct. Okay, there shouldn't be any corrections. We normally get it pretty right. There might be a little bit of adjustments. Okay. A bit of shading at the end. Well, basically, um, we met at church. Yes. We're both going to the same church. We're both serving the Lord together. Um, no, I was serving the Lord. You had just come back to God. I'd just come back to God. But, um, two years in from a, a big conversion, um, coming yeah. back to the Lord. And then um, you were the life group leader. The Connect Group Yes, leader. I just moved from youth up into young adults and I was running a life group and you were my assistant. Yeah, they asked me oh to be Oh my goodness, hang on. Let's just say that again. I was the leader and you were... The assistant. The assistant. And I had no problems with that, serving a... No, you didn't. ...a, a very um, strong woman <laughs> in leadership um, who had a great heart for people, still do, obviously, and um, and you, you gave me some great training and some great guidance and um i taught you all you know yeah something like that something like that but um at the time i lost my license and so we probably spent a little bit more time together because you had to um pick me up a few times yeah Um, that's a really bad rap for all you guys do not speed and lose your license i learned learned Mm. very young um to be a a good driver (laughs) and um so, but the Lord turned all the, those bad things around for his good. And, um, and basically, um, we, got, we got to know each other really, really well. Great friendship, great working relationship. Um, but then, then, I guess, well, you probably approached me and said a lot of people are talking that what's going on between us. I freaked out. I was like, there's nothing going on. We're just friends. And you were going, yeah, no, are, are your you sure? Words, your words were... Anything more than friendship with you is sentimentality. Yes, we keep... I didn't even know what that meant. Well, I didn't know what it meant. I was stressing. Like, obviously, I was feeling something more and you were pressing me. And so then we then we went our separate ways. Then we went our separate ways. Probably what Well, we... I, I had kind of been seeing someone else. I was seeing someone Not else. at that time. And... Yeah, I was. No. See? Two different versions. No, you yeah. weren't seeing someone at that time. Then you started... Then you started looking elsewhere yeah so anyway short version is you had felt god spoke to you i probably didn't i didn't really yeah, know. after about six months from yeah. that conversation um and probably i was thinking things were getting maybe potentially a bit more serious with yes 
with the other person. Yes, yes. And so you realised, if I don't make a move, then... Well, maybe I'm going to miss out. I'm and I'm like, out. okay, is this, is this the one? So Ooh, um, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Is there such a thing as the one? So, and the whole that whole process, we had our, our pastors, Sam and Russell, who really felt um, they were very invested in us both. Um, they knew I had a call of God on my life. You had a call of God on your life. And so um, they, I think, felt that it was a really good thing. So anyway, we did start, we started dating. Well, I, I went around and, and filled out a card and what? remember I gave you a card with like oh 10 things. Oh my gosh. You 10 gave things that me... you're looking for in a guy and I had yes. all those 10 things. Oh my gosh. Cameron came to the door of which I was house sitting with a friend um, and you gave me a card that said 10 reasons why I need to date you. <laughs> I've still got it. I should have pulled it out and read it. It was the funniest. It's like. The things we do remember. for love. Huh? Oh my Lord. But anyway. So we, we, we then started dating in the March. We got engaged in September and married the following January. So that was pretty quick. I but I reckon we should do... Yeah, I reckon we should do another whole podcast later on, like, marriage because this one's... Pro- I put, we'll cover a bit, bit of both, but we've got so many questions to okay, cover. Let's get cool. with the, to the second one. Such a good question. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Pastor Renee, I have a question for the Valentine's Day podcast. Um, our generation's perception of love is so messed up. And as a result of that, I feel like there are no boys around that practice chivalry anymore. No guys that genuinely want to go about dating or marriage the right way. And often a mockery is made of any guys who actually have pure intentions to treat a girl properly. So because of this, I'm kind of scared that I'll never meet someone that ticks all the boxes whose morals align with my own. Have you got any advice? Now, I think it's amazing. I know this girl that sent this in and she's only, I think, 15 or 16, okay. which I think is a super mature question. Totally. Even her using the word chivalry. That's really cute. I like that. Um, someone else also asked why is love so scary, in which this girl mentioned here. Um, and I think it's, look, it's messed up because so many people actually don't follow God's values and the biblical values for love. And there's so much risk. To me, there's way more risk in the world's version of love. God's version of love, yes, there's always risk when we're dealing with humans who mess up. But when we do things God's way, there's so much more safety in that. So first of all, let me say to your part about no boys who practice chivalry anymore. Um, there are, I want to encourage you that there are guys absolutely. like that out there, aren't there? I think there are some really great parents and training up their boys. Absolutely. And maybe, maybe 15, 16-year-olds are trying to be really cool in front of all the other boys. But the next couple of years, they're probably going to mature more. They're going to actually start applying mm. a lot of those, those chivalrous responses. Yeah. And um, it's no doubt, well, I, I see some champion young, young yeah. men around. But I think, too, the, the other part was, you know... Um, can, will I ever find someone whose morals align with my own? I think it's important then where you find that person. You know, like if you're going to find a person in a bar, well, no, they're probably their morals aren't maybe particularly aligning, you know. Yeah, but but or, for or, me, I know with our kids, I'm like, find your partner in church. Well, all, all of our best friends right now all found each other, their, their yeah. husbands, their wives in church. Yes, yeah, we did. So I'm so grateful. Marriage for is our... going strong 20, 30 yeah. years on. 
yep, we've got friends. We've got quite a few couple friends who've been married longer than us. Absolutely. And we've been, by the way, we've been married for 22 years. It's pretty good, eh? 22 years. <laughs> Loved every day of it. <laughs> I've been married to you so, long I'm single now. So let me encourage this sweet girl that wrote this, that no matter how long it takes, keep on waiting, don't compromise. And let me tell you, you are already ahead because you know what you want. You know that you want someone genuine. You know that you want someone with the same morals as you and the same values as you. So I say they're definitely out there, but you know what? There might be few, you know, maybe fewer fun rather than many these days, but they are out there. There are some wonderful boys out there. I know we're raising two. Absolutely. Of ours. Now, this leads to question two, which, hang on, let me find, is uh, kind of similar to this one. This girl is saying, look, there's plenty of nice guys at church but none that I would see going in the same direction ministry or life-wise or that I have chemistry with. And sometimes this person feels bad because these guys are really good. So perhaps am I being too picky and I'm getting older? What would you say to that, babe? Like, you know, are, are girls too picky? What do you do if you think there's no one in your church that's got the same values, the same ministry call as you? Well, there's no doubt some girls obviously would be quite picky. Um, might be picky out of self-defense, like put the set the bar up too high. Um, oh, I don't agree with you. Why is that? Because I think it's good to set the bar high. I a- absolutely, absolutely. But the, I'm not going to this- compromise and go. Oh, you'll do. Oh, there's no one else. I guess I'll pick you. I say set the bar really high. Yeah, but not so high that no, no bloke measures up. Well, no, but I don't think that. I don't think that's what she's saying. She's, I, I think what happens is we think, I reckon I've heard this from a lot of girls over many decades, we often think that there's no one around that would match us. Until you meet them. Well, even when you first meet them, I think it sneaks up on you. Like you and I so, did not go. Okay. I didn't. We didn't sit down together and go, ooh, what's your ministry call? And what's my ministry call like you were cleaning trucks right when I met you I had gone to uni and had a degree so in some ways you didn't look like you were matching so, up for me I because say, you hadn't gone to uni okay. <laughs> well I'm not coming from the girl's point of view but maybe I was very picky until I fell in love with you yeah okay so so that's what I'm that's what I'm okay. saying I was very picky because I didn't exactly know but then when yes. I got a real sense of God between you and I yeah. and his leading and yes, go, go ahead with this relationship, which is, I, I was never going to get involved in a relationship unless yeah. I, unless I got the go from God. I just felt like that was a, was, was basically a waste of time. Um, unless the only reason I was going to date someone was mm. because there was a genuine intention. Well, maybe yeah. we were going to get married. Yeah. And that's something I want to talk about a bit later is it's actually important to know your purpose for dating. So, but back to this question, yep. I think as well that you don't often realize, you feel like you're being picky, but I think, and I remember Russell saying this to us, our pastor, that just have a great friendship. Be be friends with everyone. Because I remember saying to him, oh, Cameron and I would be terrible together. I remember 
saying, you know, I'm strong-willed and he's strong-willed and we're very different people. I'd come from a single-parent broken home and you'd come from, you know, kind of quite affluent parents and I was considered myself more educated you were oh, cleaning trucks i was more I socially remember, intelligent I more remember, athletic you were yes you were very athletic and i am not sporty at all and i remember saying to russell oh my gosh cameron and i are a recipe for a disaster and he said to me no but you guys are actually great friends and he goes you have got the a great recipe for a great marriage because you are good friends yeah and i think that was great advice so to this girl i would say don't be too worried about, you know, what's their ministry call and what's my call and, and you know, having a list. Like, if I were to be honest, you probably only matched up to a couple of things on my list, which were the important things, by the way, like loves God would have been number one. But I would say, look, develop friendships with people and you just never know where those friendships can go. Absolutely. Okay. So I love this question. Question three, what advice would we give to our daughter now of course you guys will know georgie i met her a few podcasts ago what advice would we give to our daughter about dating so i'm really i'm pretty clear on that because i probably talked to her more about this than you yeah perhaps okay so i would say first of all marry your best friend Yep. Make sure that you're their best friend. Absolutely. Um, the other thing I say to her all the time is marry the person who loves God even more than you do. Yep, 100%. Obviously, I want her to love God with all of her heart, but it's like spur go for one someone. An- spur one another on in their pursuit of God. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that the person you choose to be with for the rest of your life is other than following God, your decision for salvation, to me that is the second most biggest decision because how many couples have we seen over the years that compromise in that and then they compromise their call and the next thing they go off to what you and I call marriedsville and you never see them again. They, they stop pursuing God. Whereas if you are both fully after God, well, they, yeah, they don't stop pursuing God. The intensity and the pursuit of the purpose and the call of God winds right back. Yes. And they're just happy to have a nice, comfortable Christian life attending church when they feel like it. Yeah. Which... It's not what, it's not what God's got for all no. of your listeners. No. It's not what he's got for Georgia. Yeah. And my third thing that I would say to G, and I say it to her often, is wait for God and don't settle for good. Yeah. God's, God's best. Well, there's, there's it's good. great and there's, yeah. Good and then and there's, there's God. Great. Yeah. <laughs> there's what? Good and great? Good and great. Good and God. <laughs> so I would say like when I was perhaps seeing all the other people that I had dated for very minimal time would have been a good plan, but there's something about the God plan. And we will, guys, you've got to hang on to the end of the podcast because right at the end, we're going to answer the biggest question that came through, which was, is there such a thing as the one? Mm. What is, how do you know? what the God plan is. We yeah. will answer that one at the end. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, I want to know something. Because actually we're recording this the night before Valentine's Day so that we make sure that you guys are getting this on Valentine's Day. Did you get me anything? Absolutely. <gasps> You've got your lying face on. I don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see this. Cameron's got this face. I've got something planned. <laughs> Which means... It's an experience. Which means no. That's not true. (laughs) You've got to stay close to your microphone. Gosh, man. Seriously, you're funny. There's gifts, 
but <laughs> but then there's experiences and memories to be made. I don't know where you're going with that. Okay. Well, it's our day off tomorrow. It is our day off. We have Fridays so off. So maybe something's been planned. Like you'll quickly go and order internet flowers because I've just reminded you. No, not at all. We're not so good on the on the on the gift thing. We got married January third because that fitted in with Russell's schedule. <laughs> remember that around Planet Shakers. And I remember our very first wedding anniversary. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a bit of free advice. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, babe. Don't buy oh. me anything. Do you remember that one? Don't yeah, get, you sabotage don't get, me. Don't get me anything. But oh. I, didn't, I didn't mean it. One year married. And then I wake up and he literally didn't get me anything. And he thinks he's just doing what I guys, asked. Guys, and I if, burst into tears. If, I, <laughs> if your girlfriend, wife, fiance ever says, don't worry about it, don't listen to them. Always worry about it. But I actually don't really care that much about gifts. I care more about thoughtfulness. So it wasn't that you didn't get me a gift. I learned that real early. <laughs> well, obviously not because you haven't got me anything yet. I have. Do you know what? I mean, and that brings me to another thing. Some people think, oh, you have to give gifts all the time. To... <laughs> so we're sweating it down here. It's really hot. <laughs> you have to get gifts or you have to... Um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you've got to have date night when, you, when you're married to keep your marriage alive and blah, blah, blah. And we haven't actually been able to do that because we moved states and didn't have babysitters. So that would be an interesting one for us to talk about later. Like you don't always have to well, well, we, these, do we, these date our, nights. Our relationship and marriage hasn't necessarily functioned where we had to have this diehard date night. No. Other, other couples have and it works for them. True. We're, we're probably very more spontaneous Yes. Um, we still schedule things in. We talked about this in the car this morning. It's not schedule. It it's is. schedule. No, it's schedule. The Guys. Queen, the Queen's English. Back me up here. Well, do you go to school, babe? Did you go to school or school? Different. No, it's not. I'm a teacher. S-C-H is sk. We Googled it. Sk. No, the Google was like. No, the literary, literary scholar No, the said, Latin root was Anyway, no, no. this is pretty much coming to my life over most things. We're both very opinionated. All Schedule. right, babe, how should you ask someone to go on a date? So let me ask you this one first. Should should a girl, can a girl ask a guy on a date, do you think? What do you reckon? Um, I probably would err away from that. I, I don't think err. it's... I, I don't think I'm going to be very diplomatic once again. I don't think it's a, a no-go zone, um, but there is a risk that... Um, a girl probably looks a little bit more desperate if she does it. Where if it, it's true. Yeah. Um, that's how a guy would perceive it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, um, if there's a, <coughs> if there's a a healthy friendship that's being developed, mm-hmm. and a girl was hinting towards it gently, not coming out of the, you know, not yeah. not coming out really strong. I yes. think that that would be appropriate. I think girls normally send a message through a messenger. They get the message through one of their friends back to a brother, yes. and it, through about two or three sources of um, sources, and then the guy can pretty much figure out. Okay, I think yes. there's something going on here. Yeah, and I probably maybe hinted at you a little bit, but I never would have asked you. I, I'm you I'm in, actually you were inquiring what was going on between yeah, us. Yeah, that was a bit different, but you you were using your leadership mantle on well, that one. I was, and you were probably a little bit emotionally inept. I had to help you. <laughs> no, I would say I was just happy with it all, just coasting along, just getting to know one another, and you were trying to expedite the situation. <laughs> so, 
I, I think, um, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. Maybe you and I are old fashioned, but I kind of think that there's something about the guy asking the girl. I don't personally think I myself, if I was the one that had to push it and ask you, I don't know if I would respect you as much. I actually respected the fact that you took the lead as the guy and you asked me. And that's important to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, but I think that was, that wasn't coming in cold of no friendship, no. no like us not knowing each other, awkwardly staring at each other from across the room. Hey, do you want to go out with me? No, we were good friends. It was like we went out with groups. We went out in groups yes. with people yes. after church, to the movies, out yes. to different spaces and places. And then we'd, we'd, but I wasn't always obsessively trying to sit next to you and you and obsessively always trying to sit near me. It might mm. roll out that way. And then, then if there's a chemistry and if there's a connection, then of course, then you start sitting mm. next to each other more. And then that leads to the I, re- I remember when question. you told me that you liked me. Do you remember? It was after life group. <laughs> Do you remember? And the life group was at your sister's house. Yeah. And then we went back to the car and you're like, I'll walk you back to the car because you had your license by then. And then you hopped in and it was just like awkward silence. Yeah, but I think that was where I was getting to the point where I'm like, you you were giving me the, all the feels, all the vibes that there was, <laughs> there was something starting to go on. And I'd already had that awkward conversation with you saying, I think that we should be getting married. What? No, I'm talking about before we talked about that. No, this when I first came we... around We're and confused. short-circuited and short-circuited... Um, oh, yes, 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 the other person. And, and said... Yes, told me the 10 reasons. We correct. can make a movie out of that. 10 reasons why you should Yeah, and then me. you said, okay, well, let's just take things slowly and then... Yes, and, and, then, then, and then you got into the my friendship. car and I remember you, <laughs> you were very cute. You're like, I think you said to me, I think I love you. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah, I, I did. Aww. Guys, be vulnerable once you decide that you're with the oh right girl. That, be vulnerable. That was scary. That was scary. Um, so uh, one thing I would say, don't ask a girl out over text. Do it face-to-face. Don't break up over text. Don't ask her out over text. Do it face-to-face. I think girls respect that. Okay, thoughts on dating in school. A listener has asked, should... What do you? What do we think about dating in school? Well, we've we've said to all of our kids, there's no dating in school until you're eighteen. Yeah, how come? Well, because I just think um, you're in school for a reason to get an education. I think make heaps of healthy relationships with people of um, like guys and girls, mm-hmm. people of the opposite sex, and and keep and just strengthen the um, all of those relationships. But they're all friendships. And yeah. I just think there's so much teenage dramas. Mm. There's so many soap operas. There's so many um, yeah. emotional teenagers. I, I, I just, yes, there is the anomaly where teenage su- sweethearts fall in love, they get married, and they have a life happily ever after. Yeah, um, but it's kind of the exception and not absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think um, it, it's not... It's not an absolute no, but I would recommend strongly against yeah. it. And I think someone had also asked, like, how do you not date in school and, like, not hurt anybody? But I just think 
if you just if everyone knows well don't bother asking so-and-so out they're not going to date you anyway no one no one gets hurt anyway because you're just I think people get hurt when there's all these datings breakups datings breakups are they together aren't they together that's how people get my, hurt my, my view is in in those teenage years you're still trying to find out who you are and yes. then to complicate it and add a whole nother relationship with another person who's trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. I just think, um, like, love and appreciate that those single years, mm-hmm. enjoy them mm-hmm. because you will have the rest of your life married to a partner. And so enjoy those single years. And I think we have to always remember you've got to go into dating with a plan. And my plan always was that the purpose, you've got to know the purpose of dating for us. For me, the purpose of dating was to get to know someone if I could, to see if I could marry them. Same. Because what's the point of dating otherwise? Is it to have fun? Is it because everyone else is doing it? It can really only lead to getting yourself in trouble, heartache, heartbreak. My purpose was always, can I marry this person? Well, I'm not going to marry someone when I'm 15 or 16. So I just didn't even bother. I just thought I don't want to muck around in that area of my life. So I'm just going to wait till I'm old enough that I could date someone and then get married. Um, even with, when it comes to formal, like even say with Georgia, who finished two years ago, she's in uni now. Remember we always, t- I always used to say to her, gee, cause all these different guys wanted to like take her to formal and she hadn't dated anyone during high school. And I said to her, gee, be the girl that everybody wants and no one can have. And everyone respected her at school. The girls respected her, the boys respected her. And she didn't go to, remember she didn't go to formal with anyone. We, we picked up all of our friends came here to our house and then we drove a couple of them yeah. in and I think the guys were really packing their dacks that you were there at the formal dropping her off, remember? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was eyeing you off sideways. George is like this tiny little five foot four and Cameron's this big six foot two and, oh, it was funny. Anyway. Fun times. <laughs> okay, so next question is, oh, okay, here we go. Oh, I thought there was something else. Okay, this is what everyone wanted to know. How do you know when it's the one? So maybe we should start back a track and go, is there such a thing as the one? Is there such a thing as a soulmate? What do you think? I felt for me from a very young age, mm-hmm. um, I had a, a very strong encounter with God when I was 13 and God said that he, he wanted me to be a pastor and that, my wife was going to help me not help me as such but i was going to be we were going to be a team together in seeing people wonder jesus and and pastoring people and so for That's me sweet you wrote that down right yeah absolutely my my like the um just before i started high school like literally the the day before i started high school and so so for me it was like um i knew that god had a designated person out there for me Mm-hmm. And my job was to just trust God that he would bring that person along, obviously, which was mm-hmm. you, at the right time. And so for me, there was an inquiry of the Lord the whole way along mm. when there was girls that I thought, could they be the one? I literally would take that to God in prayer and mm. and I would ask him to, to confirm it with a sense of peace. I'd ask him to confirm it through um, through key mentors and pastors that I had around me. And so for me, I had these checks and balances in place that I wasn't going to, like you said, it, besides besides your relationship with Jesus, giving your life to God, mm. this is the second most important decision. 
And so I wasn't about to stuff that up. I, I, I was very responsible. I was irresponsible in a lot of areas as a young man growing up. But yes. Totally responsible in this yeah. area saying, God, I only want what you want here in this space. Help yes. me because I don't want to make a boo-boo here. I don't want to make a, <laughs> I don't want to make a stuff up here. God. Even when you walked away from God for those couple of years, you had always had a plan from a young age, right? This is what I'm talking about. I reckon the biggest takeaway from everyone listening would be you got to go into it with a plan because if you don't have a plan, you you'll just accidentally so so for me fall into something you didn't mean to because you don't well, have a plan. I think in psychology they call it an inner vow. Yeah. And I I would call it I made a promise to God or I made a, co- mm. a covenant or a commitment to God. I wasn't I wasn't going to um go on and sleep around. I was going to mm-hmm. be a virgin when I was going to get married. I valued mm-hmm. that I was going to keep that for my wife it was mm-hmm. sacred. And then on top of that, um I I knew that the woman that God had for me mm-hmm. um would love God and want to pursue him God with everything yeah. within their yeah. heart and prepared to go anywhere around the world, prepared to do anything to pursue God. Yeah. I reckon every panel that we're on or that I'm on, or, uh, wherever I go, I always get asked this question and I'm usually the only person that answers it in that way that, yeah, I do believe that there was one particular person for me, which was you. And um, I do also think though, once you choose a person and you make those vows before God, they are they become the right person right because you've made a promise before yes. god that you will love cherish that you'll um, be faithful to that person the rest of your life so that person is definitely becomes the one however up until that point you've got the opportunity to make sure you're choosing the right person and i remember once because every pastor that i'd spoken to were like no there's not such a thing as the one there are many right ones out there and I remember it was when I talked one day to Tim Ross. I said to Tim, who comes along to Youth Alive Conference um, a lot for many years, and I remember saying to him, Tim, I reckon there's such a thing as the one. What do, you, what do you think? And he goes, well, I can help you back it up scripturally. I was like, yes. And so he talked to me about in Genesis, chapter 16, chapter 17, yep. about Abraham, that Abraham had a promise and a call from God that he would be the father of many nations. Um, and remember he said, look up to the sky and as many stars as you see and look the land around you I give you etc etc and he tried to fulfill that promise instead of being with Sarah his yeah. wife who couldn't have a, a child he went and tried to fulfill it, it through his her servant hands. Hagar yeah. and then they had Ishmael but the promise could not be fulfilled with Abraham and Hagar through Ishmael yeah. the promise and the destiny could only be fulfilled with Abraham and Sarah through Isaac so Tim's point was, and I don't know if this is for everyone, I don't know if this is only people that are really kind of hungry for it, that there is a destiny that God has for you that can only be fulfilled with a particular person. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And so I would say I had a faith in God mm-hmm. in this area that God responded to. Yes. So so I had a simple faith, God, I know you've got the one for me out there i don't want to force things i don't want to make it happen i don't want to take matters into my own hands i don't want to play mind tricks with with other girls i I just want to make sure that i'm expending the energy and the emotion around the person i feel you want me to to be with yes yeah and i remember when you and i got engaged and we rang russell and sam first who are our pastors and 
do you remember Russell cried? I remember Sam laughing and going, Russell's crying. Do you remember that? Yeah. But it was because he, and on our wedding day, I remember he actually said, all of heaven's been waiting for this day. This has been planned before the beginning of time. Yeah. Now he had spent many years, both of them investing in our lives separately where I really, we, you know, they were so good to me and always would tell me you're called to preach and you're called to serve God and the same with you. So then by the time we came together, I think Russell and Sam could very prophetically see that you and I had an incredible call of God together. And so, you know, like when people ask us, well, what's the order? Is it God, marriage, ministry? Is it, you know, all of that. And I know you and I have often said for us, our marriage and our call of God is so intertwined, we kind of can't separate the two. Absolutely. And marriage always, marriage, God always comes first. Yes. And our marriage comes before ministry in the sense of, you know, if one of us wasn't coping or, you know, if you don't have a good marriage, then you don't have a good ministry. Absolutely. But in the same way, in the same token, I think you and I always felt like the call of God on our life is so intertwined with who we are as a couple. Absolutely. Which is why we kind of do a lot of stuff together. (laughs) me <laughs> blank. So, okay, that's kind of from a spiritual sense, right? But then there was a few things that I noted down where I'm like, you know, people go, but how do you know? How do you like, other than obviously you feel like God has put, we've explained that, that you feel a God sense. Um, and the Bible talks about, and I, I'll have to back this up and give it to you on the next podcast about having a God consciousness. Yep. So I believe, you know, people talk about their, um, their conscience and I often say to our kids, you've got a Holy Spirit conscience, you've got a God conscience. And when you do the wrong thing, when you feel bad about it, that is that that is that innate God consciousness in you. Well, I, and I, I think it's the same with when you're with the right person, that there's just this inner knowing. Well, I would say it's a peace. Yes. Like it's, it's just, it just feels right. Yes. And, and the Bible says, I think it's in Philippians, like peace be the umpire yeah. that guides, guides your heart. It's a peace that's beyond all human understanding or human comprehension. And and I would say for me, that was the Holy Spirit giving me a sense of peace yeah. around pursuing you. Because I, yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to break hearts. I didn't want to waste our time. I didn't yeah. want to get involved with a relationship that was didn't have yeah. a future. And so I had a real peace. But there were times where yeah. You know, as I was saying before, you know, built relationships with with girls, mm. people of the opposite sex, and um, and didn't feel a peace. Mm. Like I'd, I'd be spending time and going, God, is this is this yes. the one? And I didn't feel a peace. Yeah. I felt uh, um, an unrest. I felt mm. like if I was to pursue this, I would actually be taking matters into my own hands, a bit like Abraham. Yeah, and and, so, and on on paper, you and I were heaps different. Like I, you probably weren't what I had imagined I would be with other than the God call part, but all the other stuff, like I never thought, cause you were super, okay. I'll have to say you were very athletic. You are very athletic and sporty. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are. And, yeah. and you, you love so, the gym and all that stuff. And I, I remember just thinking, Oh no, no one that's that as cool as Cameron would go out with me. Cause I probably was a bit more nerdy. I was a teacher bit more academic yeah academic is a good word (laughs) smart you did have glasses back then too Well, i've always had glasses since like year 10 i wear contacts too um but like on paper we were quite we were quite different but 
but in God. But in he, God, oh my gosh, like we're like fire. Well, well now our personality is that latest test that we did. Um, Which one? Remember the one about the, the married couples at Enneagram? And our, our, oh, yes. And, and our personalities yes. together can have a significant... Unusual, yeah, though. Unusual pairing, but can have a significant impact and really, really... That's right. That Enneagram, that Enneagram said that... Um, a few, what did it say? That our pairing is really unusual and if you can stay married, <laughs> yeah. that we could take... Remember, it said you could, could take on the, the city take and on... even change the world. Yeah, yeah. which is bit, awesome. Bit of pressure there. Bit, a little bit of pressure. Um, I mean, because we'll have to do another podcast next time on what to do with like conflict. Because like you and I can fight sometimes. Because no, we're them, both. I call them strong discussions. <laughs> strong discussions. So we'll do another one on that because people shouldn't be afraid of that of of arguments and fighting. Conflict. Yeah. Um, it's actually not a bad thing at all. And I had to learn that, especially because I came from, like, my mum's been married twice and my parents divorced when I was little. But anyway, so we've only got a couple minutes because this sure. has been a bit longer. Um, but I, I, I would also say that when it comes to the one, um, I'm just going to get real gushy for a minute, but you, for me, I think I knew that you were the one other than my God gut because the only way I can describe it is you felt like home to me. That's kind of like a strange way of saying it, but you felt like home to me, which was big for me because I never really belonged in any family because I was kind of had two families. Mm. Um, and I never wanted to be without you. I remember that. Like we like we were together all the time and we still are. We still do everything together, really. You drive me nuts sometimes. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Um, I didn't feel any reservation. Like, you know how people say, oh, it's normal to have cold feet. I'm like, no, it's not. I didn't have any cold feet. I didn't think twice. I was like, once I decided. I think when we knew, we knew. When we knew, we knew, which is why I think we got married pretty quickly. Yeah. Really. And once again, there was that, that established friendship. Yeah. And you knew how to get past what I would say are the, were the scariest parts of me. In other words, like. You knew what to do with the broken parts of me, if that makes sense. Now, obviously, I had taken all those to God first. Yeah. But I felt like, like I remember one particular incident where there was an issue that I'd had and you just, you knew what to do. And you you didn't shy away from anything. You always moved towards me. And we didn't have any secrets from each other. And there were no skeletons in the closet. One beautiful boy wrote in and said... I, I, all I hear is people say that marriage is hard. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's true. I think if you... We used to hear other couples say that and we're a yeah. bit like, are we missing something here? Yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. We can argue or have strong discussions. But for us, it's like there's no option. Like my, our probably one of our biggest bits of advice would be once we decided to get married, we decided we would never, ever, ever, ever use the option of divorce. We would never say it. We would well, never... Absolutely. But even you take one step further, we would never actually let the sun go down in our wrath. So we yeah. would... Resolve. Our wrath. You well, come up with the funniest... That's what it is. Do, do you know that all quite King a few James. of the leaders at public have got like a diary written down of all the funny words you say? It's oh, <laughs> my old school Pentecostalism. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, but so, therefore, so things wouldn't drag out. Things wouldn't yes. fester. We'd resolve things mm. immediately. We'd have to humble our hearts and move towards one another. Yeah. 
So, um, right, any last bits of advice, babe? Because that's that's kind. Of, there's so many more questions, but we'll have yeah, to get to them. I'm sure there'll be many, many a podcast. Um, maybe, maybe I'll go back and review this and see if there's any corrections <laughs> for the next podcast. But yeah. honestly, guys, it's not it's not a big scary world out there. Um, enjoy mm. your single years, those who are single, um, and and put your faith, put your trust in God. Because he's got someone out there that is going to be that's going to compliment you, that mm. is um, going to um, strengthen your relationship with God, mm. and um, and the future is is exciting when you have your hope and your faith and your trust in God. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, guys, for listening. We love everyone, don't we, babe? Absolutely. <laughs> well, have a great Valentine's Day. Don't worry if you don't get anything, right? Absolutely. Well, that might be my, my boat tomorrow. I'm sure, it won't be. <laughs> if you don't sure get anything be. because like you're single, don't worry. No stress. Your time will come. All and right, boys, don't prank any of the girls sending them stuff that you don't really love. Yeah, that's right. Don't be mean. Okay. See you guys. Bye, guys. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. <laughs>